I'm listening to the House of Indy. Welcome to another episode of the House of Indy. My name is Joey Galvez, and I have a wonderful creator in the show today. We have VOD Lines. What's going on, man? Long time no see. I know. It's so good to have you to be here, and thank you for having me. I'm very honored. Yeah, man, this is so cool because uh, uh, I met you a few years back. Uh, we are part of the local scene here in the Arizona. Uh, you know, this is our home state. But what's cool is, is man, you've got some books out there. You've done some covers and stuff like that. But I want to talk a little bit about your your work here. I got Fly Insomnia in front of me, man. Tell me a little bit about Fly Insomnia and give me a quick log line if you could. Absolutely. So Fly Insomnia, I created Fly Insomnia when I was in high school. It was my first comic book, if you may. Uh, so forever I've been I've been kind of carrying that idea around. And it's like a, let's say, a lifelong project. And um, since I was a kid, I always was interested in comic books. Um, and then so created this story about imagination and the power of imagination. So Fly Insomnia... This idea of these dreams that um, that are always in your head, but the book itself, the story, it's about a helmet that materializes imagination. Um, and then there's this the hero in this case um, will use that helmet to to fight back, you know, to fight the evil powers of technology. So it's kind of like this idea of technology taking over imagination. Uh, and, and, you know, when I wrote this, when I, I guess when I, when I kind of had the idea, that was back in 1995, it was a whole different approach. Um, it's, it, the, the, obviously the iPhone was not there. Um, and the phenomena that we see today with technology taking over kids and, you know, that's the, you know, sucking their imagination, uh, was not there. But at the time I was always imagining like, what if, what if, you know, technology was bad and then, you know, it was in the form of a bad robot that uh, was basically the shell for a spirit that kind of took, that just, just fed off people's imagination. Uh, so the, the book itself, it's drawn and um, it's, it's black and white in color. So whenever there's color, you will see that that's the part of the imagination is. And then when it's black and white, it would be more representing the real world and how everything is uh, out there. I love that. I love the, the, that. That's so much thought into this. And you said you've done you. You had this creation since you were a kid. Uh, how many different iterations did this go through, man, before it hit the oh, shelves? <laughs> so many. So many. Joey. I, I uh, in, in, in today's world, I would have probably done it a lot different, uh, but it was it was one of those things that I, I had no script. I I was drawing and writing the dialogue after. Like I had in my mind, and that's kind of how my process is. I have these visuals in my head, and I tend to sketch the ideas and what I like to see in the panel. And then from there, I would start developing dialogue and what the concept kind of start, you know, it start evolving. And then sometimes if it doesn't, it's not the most efficient way, but if, if it doesn't work, I would change the drawing or kind of, I'm, I'm very visual. So my process is all with drawings. And my dream is to be, to be honest with you, my dream is to write or draw a comic book that has no mm. words. Um, because, um, you know, I find it more interesting when you have a book that has no words and 
you can still get mm-hmm. the story. I think that's even more challenging than just get the narrative. Uh, one and two, it's more international. You know, English is my second language, and I I I just relate to the story, and it comes with my own culture, my own background, and I and and I just love it. The power of drawing, being able to see the drawings and just follow through what's happening with no words. Sometimes it's more powerful, more powerful than actually reading it. Yeah, it, it's it's gorgeous, and and you're absolutely right. Uh, this is when I was looking through this, I was like, oh wow, this is a kind of a, a I don't want to say a different format, but it kind of is because you have less words here on the page, and some of the panels are larger than usual, and yeah. but but like you said. that is so much more challenging to get a story across without words on the page of a comic book. How would you, how would you tackle that, man? So, I mean, like you asked me earlier, how many iterations I went through and I honestly went through probably, I want to say five iterations of sketches and ideas. Just like, so it started with, you know, just random sketching on my sketchbook and sometimes on, you know, just loose paper, 11 by 17. I start just drawing. Um, this is kind of had the flow, like thumbnails. This is what I like it to be. Um, and then it start using a lot of references, um, mostly to kind of validate my thoughts. For a long time, I was hesitant to share my, my work because I wanted it to be perfect. And then I realized it does not have to be perfect. You know, it, it just have to be finished. I became good friends with Jake Parker, who's the creator of Inktober. And he has some amazing podcasts. And um, in one of them, he talks about a finish, not perfect, right? So the important thing that I have a book that I can share with people, it's not perfect. I know it can do better, but um, at least I have a book that I can share and it could work as a portfolio. It could work. I can bring it to uh, to uh, a convention and, you know, and show it to artists and, um, and always been well received and got right to people have been the artists have been amazing that I have come across and um and they always give me feedback hey, oh you could do this maybe different or work on this or work on that uh and that's how I would achieve perfection right I, and, and I don't think perfection is even possible to be honest with you <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah I mean like that that, that the truth is that that went through a, a first iteration um that I use. So I went through Amazon. So a, a while back, it was in 2015, Amazon had the Create Space app or software that allowed you to just upload your book and then they will uh, distribute for you. But they were taking a big chunk of the revenue. And oh, I was wow. like, well, this is not you know, mm-hmm. the way. And then the print was not good. The quality I was looking for. Um, so then they were, bought, they were bought or moved on to a different platform with Kindle. And I just didn't like it. Uh, so I started researching even more and, um, and came across, across an uh, online group that prints the book for you. And, and then basically you pay them up front. And there's a lot of local places that you can do the same. Uh, but these guys had a professional quality. And then from there, I would just dis- be the distributor myself. And I'm really happy with that. Really, really happy. Uh, let me let me ask this question here. So I I, I know because because you're uh you you're doing the artwork and then the scripting yourself. So 
I know it. it, it I don't want to use the word easy, but it may be uh, a little bit easier to work with yourself because you see it in your head. You can put it on the page. You don't have to deal with with trying to figure out a concept of how do I tell my writer or how do I tell my artist how to put this on the page. So it's not easier. It's it's going to be hard, man. <laughs> so I just tell you the second iteration, right? Like going back to the book, second iteration. I had such a hard time because I wanted it to be better than the first one. So I kind of reprinted it and did a lot of editing. But I ended up having, you know, my wife, friends, at least, there was at least five people that looked at it before I hit publish, right? So um, I just want to make sure that it was reviewed by multiple peoples and approved and spell checked and everything. Um, but going back to the question of working with somebody, well, it, it, it's, it's just not easier. It, it's easier. It's not easy. It's, I want to say less, you have more freedom. Let's just put it like that. I have more freedom. I have more editing. Uh, uh, I can do, you know, the frames the, the way I want them to be. I, um, I am okay if I one panel looks, uh, the character looks a little different than the other panel. So uh, I'm more forgiving with myself. In that way, I'm, I'm, you know, the important thing is that the composition is there and the story flows. Um, I always been like, I mean, I personally am a, a comic book collector. I mean, you can yeah. see behind me, I have a graphic novels and more comic books all over. Um, and but I'm always being interested into um, what would you consider the the punk rock of comic <laughs> books? You know, like yeah. I like I like the in, I truly love indie. Um, the weirder it is, the better. The more I like the you know the sketchy quality of of the work. So for a long time. I was, I mean, I love the Marvels and DC and all. I mean, I still have my favorite characters, but those were really polished, right? So somehow I, I just couldn't connect with it uh, from, as an artist. I appreciate the art and I respected it, but as an, my style, um, I was looking for so, something more uh, that felt more organic, right? So like, I love the sketching quality of the work that, you know, Sonny Liu uh, or like, you know, when you look at... Uh, 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 Mike Mignola, and I know that name comes up a lot. Um, he's, his work, I mean, he definitely became the artist that really kind of uh, helped me evolve to where to be where I am right now. Because for the longest time, I wanted it to be super realistic and like proportions to be perfect. Um, and then I came across Adventure Time, the story, the, the, the cartoons. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but they're amazing. Um, and, and the simplicity of the style and the art with the depth of the story and the philosophical aspects of it just blew my mind. And then you combine that with Mike Mignola's latest work. I mean, mostly the, the, the sketch quality. Not, I mean, I have a lot of the, the, the behind-the-scenes book that show the, sketch, the sketches that he do. And um, I was like, oh, yeah, of course. I mean, he made... He made a mistake here. He's not perfect, right? So uh, you will see like a Hellboy drawing. The shoulders are really low and, and the whole composition is super architectural and they're very graphic. And I just fell in love with that. So I, for a long time, I was just literally copying his style. Um, and little by little, just kind of found my own voice to be where I am today. So the latest books that I'm working on right now um, have more of that feel to it, more of that organic feel to it. I, I, and I love that you were talking about your art style. Have you, so have you ever played around with any other kind of art style? Because I love this art style. I mean, and I, I, I honestly, 
this is some of the, the most unique stuff that I've seen. And it is very much, I could tell that you are influenced by, by Mike Mignola a, a lot here, but, uh, but, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> have you, have you ever tried uh, playing around with, I mean, you, you said you tried playing around with yeah. it a little bit. This is just, I mean, so I did this book recently, uh, the road to, oh, that's right. a gorgeous cover um, for my father-in-law and it's kind of, he wrote it and I, um, so talking about working with somebody else, I, I kind of told him, leave me alone, let me draw. He's <laughs> <laughs> super nice, but you can kind of see that um, his style, it's it's a great story, and it's kind of like a children's book style. Yeah. It's not not uber realistic. Mm-hmm. It does have, you know, some, I, mean, I don't know, maybe early Scotty Young kind of feel. Yeah, man. Um, I was definitely using him as reference. And then... Um, Red, I don't know if you've seen me talking mm-hmm. about R.E.D. Yeah. This is the latest book I'm working on. Yeah. Red is robotic enhanced device. And this book, it's... Oh, that one's so gorgeous. Yeah. Currently working on it. And uh, the style on this one would be a lot different. So are um, you just going to keep uh, pushing them out and, and distributing it yourself? Well, until I get the opportunity to work with a publisher. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's tons of publishers, man. I mean, I, I mean, listen, this is the thing with, 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 uh, the, with the creators submitting work right now. A lot of people I've, I've even heard that creators who are working right now in a major, major indie comic, uh, publisher with them, and they're getting uh, uh, denied, and then you're just like, "Oh my gosh, how how brutal is it really out there, man?" So I could just imagine. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 scary, man. It's really scary. So I um so with the the new book that I'm working on, uh, Red, it's I uh, I took a whole different approach. We were talking about earlier how you know how how I work um, with that one because it is a the original concept was designed through uh, Inktober of 2018 um and it's inspired by red riding hood and uh so it is kind of like robotic enhanced device basically red it's a clone a cybernetic clone from the future that comes the present to stop the wolf from destroying fairyland (laughs) so it takes on terminator 2 kind of or terminator uh so with that i took a different approach with the idea that i I would like to pitch it to a couple of publishing companies to see what happens. Um, if that doesn't work, I'm still going to publish it myself uh, and, uh, and, you know, distribute it through my, my own, you know, people just connecting to me directly through my Instagram or my website or uh, even at comic cons, you know? So, We'll see. Yeah, man. Let's let's take a quick break here, and uh, after the break, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, more about your your creative process, uh, because man, this is gorgeous, and, and I just want to know what's the secret to the sauce, man. Because it looks like that like anything you touch, man, turns to gold. So when we get back, we're let's talk a little bit about your creative process. All right, and we are back with Vodlines, Victor Arizari. He is the creator on Flying Insomnia. Uh, and and all kinds of amazing stuff. You've done a few covers for for uh, Collector's Choice Comics uh, for Ice Cream Man, and I believe which was the other one. Remind me, Lady Mechanica. Lady Mechanica. And uh, you guys, if you guys seen these covers, uh, you guys have seen these ones. I'm very sure because they're one of the two dopest covers that are out there right now. Um, so, but, but dude, let's talk a little bit about your creative process because man, uh, everything I see coming from you, man, it looks like gold. So how, how do you, how did, how did you harness that power, man? (laughs) (laughs) You know, to be honest, I, I, I 
you know, and I don't want to sound cheesy, but I, I, I've drawn all my life. Like I, I, I love drawing. I love drawing and storytelling. And, um, and I am constantly inspired by just the use of imagination. So I'm constantly looking at uh, comic books or artists, uh, reading books on, on the creative process, um, on storytelling. Um, my, my full-time job, I'm an architect, you know, it's a, that's, and I also teach at ASU uh, creative thinking class. Um, so that had allowed me to be exposed to a lot of the creatives out there. Um, it, it is tiring, to be honest with you, sometimes because you're constantly like constantly thinking <laughs> and it's hard to put it down, you know. Um, so I do take I do take breaks and I do, uh, you know, I haven't done it in a little bit, but I used to exercise a lot and try to keep balance between uh, the word would be harmony, right? To find a harmony between, uh, you know, my daily life, my family and my creative process. So all of that it's critical for how I, how I do my work. And that's the, that's the major thing, right? Creating a balance for yourself and, and make making sure that you, you stay sane, man, because it does, it gets, (laughs) no, man, my, my mind is like crazy, like Pandora's box, whatever. I mean, man, man, you opened up Pandora's box for me, man, because because I'm I've, I'm looking at this and I and I knew that yeah, I had I knew because we, we're uh, we're friends. I could say we're friends outside of uh, the Internet. <laughs> so, <Yeah. It's> true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we're we're friends. We just haven't seen each other in like to over two years like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, um. I the first time that I ever seen any of your work, I knew I was like I I can tell that you were an architect. Well, I already knew you were, but I was looking through this. I was like, dude, his his freaking just his buildings in the background. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, oh man, you had to showcase your architectural talent. <laughs> and actually, the, the car and all the vehicles uh-huh. there, I I actually designed in the mo- I modeled them in three D, oh, yeah. 3D software. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and so I I use that I render it and then I'll draw over it on on my iPad. So I one of the things that I've been doing lately, and I, I mean, kind of honestly, I, I I appreciate you giving me all that those compliments, but I've been su- I am super critical with myself, and I'm pretty sure every other artist will tell you the same that we are our worst enemies. <laughs> um, and I um. I am constantly like, look, I, I just sometimes don't like my drawings. I just hate them. And people are like, oh, those are amazing. I'm like, no. And, you know, I got a couple of friends that are in the same boat. And, and I love to hear from them because I, that, makes a, that makes me feel I'm not alone, you know. Um, but somebody said once, it's like, you know, that's what makes you get better. You know, staying, staying humble, being honest to yourself. And, uh, and always keep a mindset of being a student, you know, like, um, but more than anything is practice, to be honest, Joey. Like it's like if like like with anything, with any art instrument or music instrument or or exercising or you know, whatever you do, practice, practice, practice. So I started, I wanna say, you know, for a long time I didn't take the comic book illustration serious. It was more of a kind of a way for me to just have fun and 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 kind of like a hobby, right? And then it was 2015 when I said, you know what? I am going to get better at this. I'm going to publish my comic book. I am going to just go for it. And 
was nonstop every day drawing something every day every day so uh, to the point that it became almost like just part of my routine so I would just you know finish my day of work and then I recently got like recently I seen like two years ago with the pandemic thing I get an iPad and I love it because I bring the iPad with me everywhere and it's it just it's like it's just changed the way I do work it's <laughs> yeah, because I, I I I followed you on that journey because before we we you were a traditional artist and then you yep. you said I'm just, I'm gonna get this you are asking around on social media say, yep. asking people is this good idea what should I do yeah and then and then <laughs> I started watching you and then I think you started playing around with some of the red stuff. And I was like, I was yes. like, oh man, look at this guy. He said he didn't know what he was doing. Look, he's lying to us. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm, it's like I'm, a while back, I was like, I better get to learn the softwares that are yeah. out there because that's the future. I mean, that's, I, I mean, look at us right now. We're having a conversation through the machine, you know? Wow. I know your face looks so, like a camera. I still have, I, I still have my, uh, my, my, my drafting board back there and I still go by hand and, um, but I do, what I do is I scan it and then I would just use my, I use uh, procreate, uh, and, uh, Apple pen. And I freaking love it, man. That, that thing is, I don't waste paper. I can erase easy. Um, I can share my work really fast. Uh, the only thing that I do miss is the tangible aspects of the drawing, like the, like having it in my hands, smelling, the Feel, ink, feeling the know. bumps of the ink. Oh, exactly. yeah, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I understand. Uh, and I'm not an artist, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been around a lot of artists. I'll be like, man, hey, can I touch that? <laughs> it's, it's, they're like, yeah, go for it. You, you know, you want to. <laughs> yeah. there's, something, there's something about that that it's it's still to me, for me at least. It, it's, it's so powerful. And sometimes I'm stuck, like drawing something in the iPad or the sync deck, and I just, I need to print it and draw over it by hand. And it's amazing how just. There's, there's diff many different ways that we come up with uh, the way we do things. I, I understand, man. I do the same thing here. There's all kinds of different workarounds and, and all that good stuff. Anytime that you are like, you know, you live your craft. Uh, let's let's talk yes. about living your craft, man, a little bit here. So so, what is it that you do? You you talked about you had work from when you were a kid, and then you 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 that's what flying insomnia is. So did you have do you yeah. have notebooks you kept from long time ago? Or is it all just up in your head? Because I've got know, stuff in my I head, and I my wife tells me you should really write it down. No, you should you should because I I do I have a drawer full of all my my mom saved those things. Um, and uh, recently she, she gave them to me, um, and it was the first, first sketches I did of, of, of Podrogo, um, which is the main character of Flying Insomnia, um, and, you know, to the point that, um, I, I, I even have a 3d model done. I don't know if you've seen it. I think you showed, yeah, I think uh, you showed, uh, all, all your, all yeah, followers. So it's kind of crazy to go back to like seeing my high school kit, like my high school drawings. Uh, I drew the whole thing. It's, I mean, I wrote it in Spanish. And uh, so just kind of see how my work has evolved and kind of see it today, even like I can actually feel the character and touch it. It's, it's amazing. Um, but so um, my process, so I I, uh, I guess the, 
going back to the craft, I, I've always been very, because I, I teach a drawing class, right? So for the longest time, you know, you can learn, uh, you know, people talk to me, oh, how do I, I want to learn how to draw? I want to learn how to draw. And it's like, well, I can teach you the technique, but there's something before you start drawing that you need to learn, which is losing the fear to draw. And so how do you teach that? So my class, it's called Looking, Thinking, Sketching. And it's all about this, the before, before the illustration happens, like the thinking process. So I would like write down uh, concepts. I would write down ideas. And then I would push myself to, okay, how, and I make these as games too. Like what happened if you combine a motorcycle, a motorcycle and an eagle? Right. And what do you come up with that? You know, what, what comes out of that a hybrid of the two and you draw it and, you know, it could be a motorcycle with wings. It could be, uh, I don't know. So there's these exercises that I do with my son sometimes. So it's like, okay, take three things and combine them into one. And, um, and that kind of helps me have fun as I'm drawing and keep my imagination active. And then the most important thing is I do I try not to pay attention to how the drawing looks, but how it felt as I was doing it, right? So I focus on that and I try to relax and I try to just kind of meditate. Like I literally see it as a meditation exercise. So that's, I start with my loose sketches, they're like super loose, and then that's the sketch. Then from there, I'll go into what the, what we'll call more the drawing. So the drawing, I can, I put it under a light table or a light table. And then that's where I apply the line weights, line value, proportions, making sure that everything it's where it needs to be. And then after that comes the render process where you start adding shades and colors and all of that stuff. What happens a lot of the times is a lot of people want to do the final product right away, like the final illustration right away. And when it doesn't look like what it's supposed to look like, they get frustrated and they just quit. I'm like, I cannot draw. So no, that's not true. It's just take it step by step, right? It's like go, trying to go from first floor to second floor by jumping, you know, instead of taking this one step at a time, you do five steps at a time. It's going to be frustrating. So I apply that to my personal journey and the sense of like, okay, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I know I am not ever going to be Jim Lee, which I, I don't even want to be like, but, or Mike Mignola, but I, I, I will, I will, I will, I will try to at least you know, achieve that goal or it's almost like being a, an open, you know, an opening band for a big, you know, big, you know, just try to get your best craft out there all the time. Yeah, man. And, and yeah, there's only one Victor Arizari, man. Cause, and, and we can be right up there with them. Who says we can't be right there? Right. But we'll, well, you know what, to be honest, there's another Victor Arizari and that's my father. <laughs> <laughs> 
there you go. I've got one of those too. I, hey man, we're we're Hispanic, man. We're Latinos, so that so that that's what happens, man. You you carry the name on and on and on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, this is this is awesome, dude. So I love this. I I feel like we could talk more and more and more about this stuff, um, man. And if there was there there was one thing that you can tell a a creator whether uh, they are writing or or drawing or they just want to create with someone what is that one thing that you would tell if you ever had a f- class full of them <laughs> you know uh, oh man and, and i guess every so okay every year when i when i start my my class um you know let's say on the creative process i always you know begin with a lecture and and I always talk about the imagina- imagination and the power of imagination and in, in the creative process. And the one thing I always tell everybody is that you have to just, it sounds cheesy now that I think about it, but it, you truly <laughs> have to believe that it, it it's, it, that it will change one person's life. Like you don't have to, a lot of people are focusing on fame. A lot of people are focusing on like, huge things and i'm like no just focus on like let's just say if you want to make that one person that loves you i don't know my mom or your wife or your sister or your friends or your cousin that one make them proud right like what would you do to make them proud it's like it's like that gift that you're giving back to life to the universe and know that one person no matter who it is out there if you're writing if you're writing a song you're drawing there's going to be at least one person that's going to love it. And somebody told me once, it's like, and I said punk rock earlier, and I, I said, listen, my, my art is not for everybody, man. And they're like, you know what? Punk rock is not for everybody either. And people, the people, and there's patrons for it, right? So when you find your patrons, when you find your audience, you feel more and more motivated to keep producing and keep creating. So don't get scared. You know what you're working on. It may not be for everybody. It may not. It may not. It's, it's just. It. It might be just for you and your friends. But it is something. It's something that you created. It's something that came out of you, and you've given it to the universe, and you will stay there behind. You know, and who knows, man? Years from now, somebody will pick it up and continue. But like, don't stop. Like, you have, seriously have to believe that it will be something, and. And I tell that to myself every day. It's like, okay, just keep swimming. <laughs> just keep, there you just go. Swimming, right? <laughs> I love that, man. I, I absolutely love that. Thank you so much for, for doing that because, man, you're absolutely right. And I love that your stories, a lot of your stories have to do with the imagination and creating and, and being creative. And you, you touched on it here and being creative doesn't have to be for everyone. It may just be for you. And I love that. That's such a, uh, such a good thing to, to end this on because this, this creation that you have right here, man, you, you've made this and it may not be in everybody's on everybody's shelves, but it's definitely in 
every one of your friends shelves and you've made us all happy yeah. with with it flying somnia and how gorgeous it is and if you set out to just make one of us happy manual you made a ton more of us happy because this is gorgeous and i'm definitely gonna yell it at the rooftops and tell everybody how amazing this is uh thanks dude for for dropping yeah. by can you let everybody know where they can find you and this book if they want to purchase it yeah absolutely so uh well just really quick you just made me think of i don't know if i have time but like an anecdote of, of like, uh, that's how, like one of the best compliments I ever had uh, on this book was, um, you know, Jason Brubaker, it's an artist that I, I highly respect. And I, his book um, was called The Unnatural Talent. And that book helped me basically start the, my self-publishing path. Um, and I wrote to him and I, he responded back and the, uh, Kind of, we, we we made acquaintances, and I said, "Hey, I love to send you a copy of my book." So I sent it to him, and his son read it. His son was eight to ten, so that's the audience that's reading my book. And he replied to me, "He's like, listen, when are you coming with book two? Because my son cannot stop reading your book. He read it four times already, and." He loves it. I don't know what you're doing, but he loves it. And I'm like, dude, you're like the, one of the best artists I know. <laughs> you're telling me that, you know, but for me, the fact that it came from a kid that has not been tainted by the, the media or by, you know, the, 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 you know, the feel of professional criticism, you know, it's somebody that came really a true feedback that made me really happy and motivated me to continue developing this for a younger audience. So you can find it. You can find me on at Vault Lines, at V O D L I N E S on Instagram. I am. That's kind of like my most uh, active platform right now. You can also look at my website, vaultlines.com. You can find me on on Facebook. Uh, but if you want to get a hold of me right away, definitely look me up on on Instagram. Um, I am kind of. Right now, uh, taking commissions, I'm working with different creators to help their uh, stories come to life. Um, and if you want to purchase my book, just send me an email and I will send it to you guys. It's uh, the book sells for $10 um, and they're limited print. Um, but I also be at Phoenix Fan Fusion this year. Uh, or Phoenix Fan Fest, whatever it's called. Uh, <laughs> um, Fan Fusion, yeah. Fan Fusion, <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, and, I'll, you know, that's going to be my first big con after this whole pandemic. Cool. Uh, awesome. So I'll be there. And um, also, you know, I don't know. I mean, just, just send me a note. I'll definitely be happy to share my book with you guys. Fantastic, man. Thanks so much for taking time out of your day and hanging out with me, talking with me right here on the House of Indian, exclusive to the Geek Collective. We'll see you guys later. Bye.